why how he, he says can, it for one thing and why, why why he goes after because you're assuming he has forethought. <laughs> but he doubles down on it. He, he doesn't know. <laughs> God damn it. Some days you got to feel like USA, USA. Sweet day. like to memorize an entire play in three days i don't okay <laughs> I have it no was clue. stressful it was hard i do not but i i see the uh the bloodlust coming through her and her too like good every now yeah it's every now and then good. it's like yeah <laughs> let the hate yeah. flow through you it is so satisfying man Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. I'm not even saying Jonah's name anymore. It's three in a row, man. Yeah, he's a... He's been a punk. He's, a, he's not even a special guest star anymore. Actually, I hung out with him uh, for uh, Isaac's birthday party over at Brennan's, and he was planning on having uh, me over tonight to record, and then we realized, oh, you're not doing your rehearsal. That's perfect. All three of us can finally get together. And then he just bailed on us <laughs> last second. He was supposed to host, too. Son of a bitch. I know. Son of a bitch. So you were uh, talking about the game behind me. Uh, so I play an online shooter, but it's not Call of Duty or anything manly like that. I'm playing a game called Splatoon 2 with my daughter, uh, and she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. So much, in fact, that I, I like, root when she kill somebody in the game it's like so satisfying because she's playing people online she's not playing like a one-player campaign against like mm-hmm. some computer she's playing against there's two teams of four and okay. they both have a side and the object of the game is to paint uh as much of your color on the the grid as possible but at the same time you can also shoot people and knock them back to their home base yeah and so she's been sniping people and running them over with a paintbrush and just murdering people left and right. And I have been physically, like, happy. Like, I jump out of the chair. I'm like, yeah, get that stuff up. And I almost swear, but I don't because, you know, she's eight. <laughs> Eight-year-old swear. But I, I see the uh, the bloodlust coming through her and her, too. Like, good. Every now, yeah, it's not every now and then. Good. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Let the hate yeah. flow through you. It is so satisfying, man. And it's just like three three minute skirmishes, and it's awesome. It's you know it's a great way to just spend like twenty minutes when you get home. And she's like, "Hey, Dad, I want to kill Paint a bunch people. of octopus people." It's awesome. Call of Duty's next. 
Well, we we kind of crazy if she did become like a full on gamer because she's been now she's playing Zelda and she's playing this and she's fantastic at Mario Kart and she's eight so that kind of blows my mind because well she's I, getting to that age where you become like you're not just asking your parent to beat a stage for you yeah she wants to beat it because yeah she's aggressive now and she does not like to lose and she gets that from Allison if you've ever seen I'll play I'll play darts man that's I think she called me a fuckboy one time when we lost. <laughs> <laughs> or or after sex. Well, you know. <laughs> nice nice going, fuckboy. So happy birthday, man. How old are you? 45. 45. Yeah. How you feel about that? Impactful at all or just uh, like My whatever? insurance went up. <laughs> Ours is going up 25%. Our health insurance. Uh, mine went up... Uh, yeah, probably about that. 25%. About, man. yeah, pretty close to that. $160 every two months. <laughs> Who do you have? Blue Cross? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. I, 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 there's something wrong. There's something terribly wrong. Um, something terribly wrong. I do wrong. all the same bad shit I did when I was 44. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I'm there's something wrong. Some... I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's, it was a day. Um, well, happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. 45. Uh, on the sad note, I, we mentioned it upstairs, um, uh, this whole weekend has been like just a big punch in the ribs. And I've always said I've used this show as kind of like my psychiatrist session, you know? It's just like a way to vent shit because I really don't vent. Um, Allison's uh, grandpa passed away, and it didn't really hit me. Because I've known the dude for 18 years, mm-hmm. and he's be kind of become a pseudo-grandpa. But this is kind of related to uh, Amy, and I'll tell you why, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, he's had cancer for a while. He goes into the hospital on Wednesday, and he dies on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it was really tough. She took it. Uh, Allison took it extremely hard and everything, and so did the whole family. I mean, the dude was the patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. like— Every single family event, he's the guy playing the piano, he's the guy that tells people what to do. He was very um, stern, but he was very loving at the same time. So if Grandpa said something, you did it, regardless of you were 50 or you're 5. You know, he, mm. he wags his finger, you do it. So, But he never came across as like an asshole or anything like that. He's just a good dude. And, you know, the entire weekend... I'm helping out. We do the, the wake and the funeral, and the procession was just like an hour and a half drive or close to that Mm -hmm. because you're going 20 miles per hour and you got to drive like Mm -hmm. to justice, Illinois. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody nobody ever gets buried right around the corner. (laughs) The church is in St. Louis. So, and then we're burying them in Montana. And so we had all these like heartfelt speeches and everything like that. And people are crying left and right. And I felt kind of bad because I wasn't, uh, getting teary eyed at all. You know, I was like, well, it's, I love the dude just as much, but for some reason it just didn't hit me, you know? I don't know if that's just trying to be, like, manly in front of people or it's not. It's your cold agnostic apparently, heart. Apparently, you know, apparently. But it hit me really hard yesterday when we were at the luncheon after everything is said and done. Mm-hmm. And uh, Allison's grandma comes out of the bathroom, and uh, she's walking with Gabby because she's got a walker and everything. And she goes, oh, where's Grandpa? Mm. Oh, Dude, it was. I you know I didn't tell anybody this, but just 
started crying like a little baby, and I just gave her a big hug. I'm like, Grandpa's right here, baby. But the the reason I brought up Amy mm. is because um, Ellie is walking down the hallway, and she finds a quarter. Mm. And she goes, Dad, look, I found a quarter. And I, was, and I was like, really? She goes, yeah, I was just sitting here. And I was like, oh, let me tell you a story. you know. And I was like, uh, Aunt, Aunt Amy's grandparents, who are no longer here, they always leave her change to say that they're watching after her. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Amy says. So, uh, Her mom or her grandma said, whenever you find a penny, that's me. Okay. And then her grandpa said, ah, she's cheap. <laughs> I'll leave you dimes like that. So she would find, and the cool, you know, she always asked me if I leave it there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, she'll amazingly find a lot. Yeah, she'll find it in strange places sometimes, but sometimes she'll find it like next to the washer dryer. And I'm like, did you hear the laundry going? Did you hear the clink, clink, clink? <laughs> that clink, one doesn't clink, count. Oh. You know, <laughs> but she'll find a dime and a penny just sitting there. 11 cents. Oh, Gramps is leaving your quarters, Ellie. So, yeah. yeah. That's not bad, right? You can make it 25 cents. You get four of those. That's know, a dollar. It, <laughs> it's just a way, I think, that if if nothing else is a, a reminder of. Yeah, man. It's easy to forget sometimes. It's, you know, I'm always uh, questioning the future and everything. But I will say this uh, what the dude was. Uh, I want to emulate really bad. It's both of my grandparents, my grandfather and Allison's grandfather. They were like the head of the table kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And they had a big family. And they had everyone around the family. They were the first people like, I have to invite everyone in the family over to eat with me and hang out with me because it's my family. Mm-hmm. You know, Nobody should be alone on a holiday or anything like that. And I always love that. So, Grandpa, love you, miss you. And uh, as I said in the book, the next time I see you, I'll bring the Popeye's spicy chicken and the donut. So that was his favorite. Good. There you go. Um, So enough of the sentimental nonsense. We haven't recorded in forever. Mm -hmm. It's been about a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life's been getting in the way with all of us. Yes. Your show, for instance, how is that going? It's got one week left. I haven't been able to go. I'm not going to be able to go this weekend. Um, It's all booked already, so... I uh, wish I could see it, but it uh, is surprisingly. I mean, I'll give you some background. You um, were worried about it for a while, so. Well, I, I <sighs> went to watch rehearsal as sort of like I'm on the board, so mm-hmm. I wanted to see how it was going, and I really felt like the show was very flat. Um, had an inexperienced director. Um, the lady who was supposed to AD and sort of help her was r- r- not around very much, couldn't be around very much. Um, uh, there was one part in particular that was very, very poorly cast. So while I'm sitting there, um, you know, they approach me and say, "Can you? do you think you can come next time and sort of give some feedback? I said, sure. So I go home and I start thinking about it and I, and I think about the schedule and I went, I wrote her a message and I said, I can come the rest of the time if you need, because I'm going to be there anyway tech week because I was going to work backstage. All right. So I basically, I mean, she gave very little feedback from that point on and I don't know how much feedback she gave before that. I wasn't there. 
Um, but I started like, and they were receptive. Like they were started like buying into what I was telling so them. So you're essentially a co-director at this point. Um, I mean, did I you feel that way? I guess I, I I wasn't terribly concerned about. Hope you uh, got a credit in the book. <laughs> um, I, I I didn't. They asked me how I wanted to be listed as as in the program, and I said I didn't give a shit. I think I was listed as stage manager because I was going to be right. backstage. Um, so, um, as you go into your tech week, uh, you know Sunday. Usually it's a Saturday or Sunday. We have Q to Q, which to the non-theater people is where you tie all the technical aspects of the show, the lights, the sound, costume changes, set changes, into the show. All right. Get your flow. <clears throat> this guy that was grossly miscast did not show up. And they said, well, we, we didn't think he would be here. He said he might have to work. I was wondering why you were in the pictures. Okay. Uh, is that is that where you're going with this? Monday, they still don't hear from them. They send them messages. They're calling them. This is Monday. The show opens. The show opens Friday. Um, oh no! Bless you. We don't have a sneeze button. What is it? Cough button. Fuck it. Keep it in. Seven thirty rolls around. He's not there. Now he's always late. He's a total. Which is which is always good for theater. Yeah, always good being late. I mean, so the director says, if you. If he does not show up by the time he's supposed to be on stage, I'm telling him to go. Because at this point, we don't know. We do, he might not show up for a show, you know? So That hurts. I've only seen figured that out a couple times. You know? That I'm going to be play the doctor, and the guy who is playing the doctor would move to that guy's role because the guy's younger. Okay. I'm too old to play that guy's role. You shuffled the deck. So... By the end of rehearsal that night, I'm off book on Act 1. Okay. Act two's tougher is a lot of stuff, but I spent all day Tuesday, Wednesday evening, Thursday evening. So I was wondering why you couldn't come out, because I thought you were just doing a little supervision, but you were fully inserted into the show. I learned the part in three days. That's, I mean, that's rough on you. And it's, it's rough on the cat that had to take your spot. Yeah. Or take the spot yeah. of the guy that's not yeah. there. Because, yeah. you know, you're already ingrained to do one position, and right. now you've got to do something completely different. So. Yeah. So I learned the, part, learned the show in three days. We opened Friday. I have a couple monologues. You killed it, right? By Sunday, I was killing it. Nice. Friday was a little rough because I was still feeling my way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it. I'm pretty damn proud of myself. I think I only talked to you one time uh, besides text messages, and I was just wondering why you're – because you were, you were pretty upset about – yeah, because I called you for the credit card thing. You were you were really upset, at least it seemed that way, the fact that you had to go in and supervise for the show in the first place because the director was green. And I just kept wondering, man, like why – why are you? Why are you I putting yourself upset. in that position? I wasn't upset. You know? It was just. It was just. An, uh, I think that day was just a. It was like I had all this shit on my plate, mm-hmm. and that was like. I didn't mind doing it. I mean, I was the one that volunteered to do it. I think I, I can read you pretty well. It just didn't seem like you were having fun. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. fun. I mean, I'm stepping into a play. Originally, to stepping into a play to try to direct people that have been rehearsing for six weeks, and there was just. A lot of obvious 
flaws. You can say it. They ain't listening. I, no, not flaws. <laughs> uh, missed opportunities. All right. I mean, it's a comedy first off. They rolled over about 50% of their jokes. Can't do that. <laughs> um, not even. I even think some of them not even realizing that it was meant to be funny. Um, and then they missed a lot of changes. And changes, I say, I call them changes, um, is when a character is shifting from one mood. Some there's some stimulus either outside or inside the the actor mm-hmm. that is shifting the way they're approaching their lines from one point to the next. Okay. And I'll point that out. Like this one dude had a monologue, and he just says it, and it's all the same. Flat. Flat. And, uh, ben Stein. And, uh, and, uh, Bueller. Bueller. and I said, dude, I count four changes in there. I said, let's walk through it. And we walked through it, and I said, stop. There's a change. I go, he's going from this thought to this thought. Right? Mm-hmm. I, said, I said, so what caused him to go to this thought? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, and he's like, maybe he was thinking about this. I said, do you believe that? And he's like, yeah. I said, that's fine then. I need to see it. Then we get to the next change. I said, there's a change. What do you think he's doing? He's like, well, he's kind of doing, you know, this and this. And then I said, beautiful. Do you believe that? Yep. Good. I want to see it. (laughs) I tell people, I don't care what motivates you. As long as I believe you as an audience member, that's what I need from you. Did you have a conversation with the director about this? I mean, because I I know somebody's, if they're a rookie director, you might want to push them in the right direction to make that thought process go in her head and I'd, at least tell uh, that this to the is not, I, you know what i'm saying i don't know like a pitching coach i directing's hard it's really hard i told her that i said i get it i said directing i've only is directed hard. one scene and it was like a for a bit play you know i mean i tried to do what i was taught mm-hmm. um and that takes effort it's very easy to cop out in directing, to kind of accept it for what it is or just say, go say it like this. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> but it's difficult. It's just people think, oh, directing is great. I can just sit there and say, oh, yeah, do that. That's funny. Huh? But to really sit and break down a scene and break down a sentence and break down an actor's internal drive, you know, um, you know, say, what's driving you? What's your I mean, I had to break down this. They're supposed to be a married couple. And they're like this War of the Roses type thing. Mm-hmm. And I you, to sit and break down their characters for them. This should have been done six weeks six weeks ago. I like that movie a lot. Sorry, you brought it up. <laughs> well, but I'm like, and you guys, I go, guys, you're not having any fun with it. I go, this is great. Mm-hmm. I, the wife, I go, you're a, you're a fucking sociopath. I go, you manipulate everybody. Your entire, your entire life is manipulating people. Mm-hmm. I go, that's awesome. For, to play that part, yeah, and I turned to him and I run wild with and him. I took my my hand and I like karate chopped like my inner thigh by my knee, and he said, "When you walk into a room, I said, I want you to act like that's where your dick is." I go, <laughs> "You're walking around with a fucking anaconda between your legs." I go, "You're so laid back and so wishy washy." I said, "You're you're fucking Lord, you're Lord Frederick Lexington." I go, "You use the word shant." I go, nobody who uses the word shant is not a dick. Okay? And he starts laughing. I go, I'm serious, dude. You're, you're, you're a buddy right now. And they just ran with it. And now, now that I'm playing the doctor, I got to interact with this girl who plays the wife who I'm having an affair with. And she's, 
manipulating me and I'm going through this monologue and she's making me turn around so she can look at my ass and grab my ass while I'm doing this monologue because I'm her boy toy. Nice. See? And it's she's a she's a really good actor. Has the play been well received so far? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, people are liking it. It's funny. It sounds like it's becoming fun again for you. That's it's always yeah. fun, man. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. It's That's just, what I was worried there's about. There's certain times I get where I'm I don't I trust. I was praying that that dude would show up, even though he sucked. I so was he, praying he, he never showed. Never back showed up? and has never showed. They were looking for him. They had actually had a friend find him to make sure he was okay. Any? I'm just kind of curious. Was has not called? Has not texted? Yeah. So he said he was. Well, he was in Chicago. Took the train back. That was like the last time someone saw him. Then they, oh yeah, his phone broke. So apparently, so when you your phone go, breaks, you, you just, can't show up anywhere. If your phone yeah, breaks, yeah, you can't so go to work. Nothing. <laughs> can't go to the show. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, fucked up, dude. Um, I mean, a, it's all, it's always fun. I didn't, I did not want to go on stage. You, I did. You it. sounded very. I learned an melancholy, if there's a word. You didn't sound happy at all. No, I was fine. Yeah. I I I wanted to. I. I sounded like you wanted to bounce. Sounded like you wanted to. Like, I'm out. I did not want to be on that stage. Okay. Okay. But I love performing. Well, it was that or the show doesn't go hey, up. Hey, you filled in for the, the cop when we did You Can't Take It With that You. That was two lines. Hey. Okay. But this you is came a, in last second. This is a major role. <laughs> and I had more time to rehearse for that than I did for the three days, dude. You yeah, know what it's good. like to memorize an entire play in three days? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I have it no was clue. stressful. <laughs> it was hard. I do not. Uh, and you go out on stage, and I usually when I go out for a show, my I, my lines are so memorized they're automatic. So I'm not even thinking about it. Yeah, I'm just responding to what they're saying. And now it's now like oh crap! If the first night I was up there thinking, when's my next line? And if you're thinking about your lines, you're not. I'm not acting. You're not acting. By yeah. Sunday, it was automatic. That's awesome, dude. Well, uh, we got some topics, man. All right, you want some topics? All yeah. right. Uh, I don't know where you want to start, uh, but you did send something about the uh, the girl was named Pointin. I actually read the story about this. Yeah. Uh, let's see here real quick. Cause I, I had to look it. it up to make sure it was real. And apparently, by all uh, by everything I've read, this is is a legit story. It is. I got it sitting right here. Uh, this was in the UK, so. I thought originally it was a, a U.S. story, mm. but we've often talked about on this show um, there should be some sort of penalty for a false accusation oh, yeah. of rapes and stuff like that. And I believe there is a strong penalty for it, but you don't hear about those stories. And you found a story that actually delved into that. And to me, this one was like clear cut. It it wasn't a he said she said. This right, is like right. the perfect storm of what not to do if you're going to fake a rape accusation. So uh, the student, she's a uh, Sophie Poynton, yeah, 22 years old, uh, and she claimed she was molested in the back of a cab after mm-hmm. she had been picked up after a night out of drinking. Right. Uh, so the taxi driver. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is what she claims. He sexually assaulted her after he refused to accept a 10-pound note covered in kebab oil. Yes. So your story is that the guy molested you in the back of a cab because he refused your greasy money 
and he was mad about the greasy money or something like that. Yeah. So if you continue to read on the story, he he calls it in after she storms out of the vehicle and yells at him and makes a scene. He wants to get paid, but he also says, I'm used to drunk people getting in my cab. Mm. So this is nothing new for me. But he, you know, he calls in the thing like, hey, this girl was in my cab. She didn't pay. Mm-hmm. And she was yelling at me, your money was greasy. I wanted something that I could actually put in my uh, my box and everything like that. So he calls it as a normal incident, doesn't think anything about mm-hmm. it. So she tells, uh, I believe it was campus police from there, which leads to this guy being held for over five hours in questioning. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she's trying to figure out her story. Mm-hmm. But they actually have uh, her claiming what he looked like. His description did not match anything of what she claimed that he actually looked like because she mm-hmm. got one eye shut, probably. And then, of course, uh, the entire incident, from what I understand, was kind of radio recorded. So the sounds in the cab are actually recorded, mm-hmm. and nothing happened. You know, right. it's her yelling and leaving the cab. So you got evidence piling up against her, and then she wanted to. Uh, she she was crying in the the. Um, uh, and said, could I change my story? Could I drop the charges? After they had told her, like, hey, we have this information. Are you sticking by what you said? Yeah. And then she cries and she says, I want to change my story. I don't want to drop I want to drop the charges. But instead of that, they give her sixteen months mm-hmm. in prison. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. The question I have for you, uh, attorney Luke, mm-hmm. is that enough? And I'll tell you why I question it. The reason I question it is because I, I did some research on fake rape claims, all right? Mm-hmm. They estimate 3 to 8% of a rape claims are mm-hmm. fraudulent. Mm-hmm. That's a very small percentage. But the problem is... How many, how it, many people are raped a year? How many I, I don't know. I, 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 I have a couple of stats, but it's unfortunately a, they never tie the numbers to it. It's a small percentage because it's between <clears throat> 3 and 8 of, you know, 100. Yeah. But let's let's say it's a few thousand in the United States. You would imagine it's got to be in the thousands. But you, if you imagine, it's just say a round figure of one thousand, three mm. to eight percent of one thousand. You're talking thirty to eighty people. Thirty to eighty people are it's faking a pretty significant it. amount. It's a significant amount, but it, it goes back to the old profiling claim: like a majority of rapes are not fake; they're legitimate sure. things. Sure, you know. And, and what you run well, what you run into is the is a victim going to come forward because if she's not believed, she could get in trouble? And that was another stat, like these sexual assaults that happen, especially on college campuses, the, the women don't come forward because they're either embarrassed or they felt that they were too drunk. Yeah. So maybe they did. And then they jump it. into the whole victim blaming thing, which yeah. is, but it's. Oh, I've seen it so many times. Like, oh, you were hammered. You know, why'd you get so drunk? Why? Because everyone in college gets really drunk. I realize that you shouldn't, but everyone does it. It doesn't make it right to do it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Well, of yeah, course, yeah. you're not justifying it, but yeah. it, you you want to tell someone to be careful. Exactly. You got to have but, a good friend crew, man. You know, I mean, there was a, there was a there was a, someone attacked on a college campus, and I remember people were all up in arms because the school put out this thing that said, "Don't walk alone." Yeah. Don't drink too much. They put this out at Lewis. So. Uh, you know, carry a whistle. Do this. Try not to go out after dark. Don't go to dark. And they were like, oh, we have to adjust our lives because of this. How about men don't rape? Well, yeah. 
in a perfect world, you can just say, hey, don't rape anybody. And everybody does that, okay? Because they're all logical. I don't mean but, to laugh at rape, but you get that. I'm laughing yeah. at the, the absurdity uh, right. of what you're but saying. But these, these people were freaking out. And I said, it's not, they're like, it's victim blaming. I go, it's not victim blaming. I said, it's telling people to be careful. Yeah. Oh, what if you were this? And what was it? You know, they're going on and on. And it was like this, this thread. And I'm reading this and I'm like, do you guys not get this? In a perfect world, I go, men wouldn't do this I go, kind of stuff. When you leave, I go. When you leave your house, you lock the door. Mm -hmm. Okay. If your house gets robbed, we're not, and you left it unlocked. We're not blaming you, but you should have locked your door. It would have made it more difficult, right, for this to happen. You do things to protect yourself. You don't make yourself an easier target. And and I know people that have been assaulted. You know, and it's sad to even think about it. And I know in those scenarios, from what I've been told and everything regarding it, those were not scenarios where this person put themselves in a situation that was bad in the first place. It's a sad scenario that mm. happened, you know. <clears throat> so I get it. But all I guess all you're trying to say, and I agree with you, is that just protect yourself. Do be you know. smart to not make yourself a target. Yeah, you still may get attacked. It's not your fault. It's not your fault if you get attacked, even if you 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 walk at night. That's my point. Okay, yeah. it's not your fault, but we would like it if you didn't get attacked. Yes, in a perfect world, we we would say there are no rapes, but there are. Okay, yeah. just like there are drunk drivers out there. So in a perfect world, uh, everyone is is sober driving, but at night sometimes people are drunk, and maybe you should be a little careful, especially on you know. People say, don't drive Don't drive on St. Patrick's Day. Don't drive on New Year's Eve because all the, the idiots are out, you know, drinking too much. Is that victim blaming? No. You're, you're, you're telling people to be careful. I think when I read the story, I get a little bit happy and a little bit upset at the same time. Because 16 months in jail for her, I mean, this is a cabbie. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. Most friends and family aren't going to probably think he's a rapist based on the evidence provided because i mean it's pretty open and shut um however you get occasionally a guy that'll be accused of something like this it's rare and mm-hmm. it happens but the happy part is that she's doing time yeah she should not lie about that i don't care what her cr- sure. i don't care i don't care about the snowflake status of what she was doing she was a criminology major and all this other stuff and she wanted to be a police officer you read all this stuff about her i'm like then you should have known better. Yeah. You know what? Everything you're saying, I don't care about your sparkling future. You ruined your future Yeah, because you said these things. You tried you... to ruin this guy's life. The only reason you stopped is because the evidence was piling up against you. And you got a free cab ride. Yeah. Out of, out of it. <laughs> she should do 16 months for that. You got a free cab ride. And as far as I'm concerned, you stole a cab ride. Yeah. Um, I hope they charged you for that, too. But then they get the... the there was that one dude, and I don't know if the story was like a year ago, and it was clear as day that he raped this girl, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he did it behind a convenience store. He, it, it oh was yeah, a, yeah, he, yeah. He was. And she awe. was like passed out. He's passed out, and it was like he was caught. Yeah, yeah. Everyone saw and he this. Was, yeah, and he got like let got off with no, probation because they said that nothing. he would. They, they didn't want to ruin his future. And so for one I, mistake, I see her at sixteen months, and I asked, "Is it enough?" And I said, "You know what." In this particular scenario, if you're judging it case by case, I think maybe she's going to get a little bit more. But 16 months, that's it's, a, that's pretty, a, that's it's pretty, pretty that's heavy. Pretty, pretty heavy. I would think it's the like six months. The other dude, why not life in prison? And you, you don't. 
Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. This was a fake thing caught. And it, well, it, it it just drives me insane because I'm like, yay, that happened. And then I look back at the other case and I'm like, why didn't that happen? Yeah. Well, you go back, go back to um, He's a the woman boy. that accused He's a the, good boy. the Duke uh, lacrosse team. Yeah, that was the big Rolling Stone article, right? And they they, all, they ripped, they all tore reporting. them down. She ended up being a murderer later. She ended up killing her boyfriend or I something. Didn't, I did not know that. That's crazy. I saw it on like one of those Dateline things or one of those late night things. I'm like, wow, oh, I didn't know that. And it, but it, she accused the entire team of gang raping her. Yeah. There were guys, I mean, you can look it up. There were guys that lost their scholarships. They lost their last year of eligibility. They had to leave school. Lives were based. There's still people that persecute them. And that was the, and call them the rapists. Problem. That's what I was talking about. The and cabbie. They're, yeah, they were people, exonerated because the problem is a lot of people will read that story and they'll never read a follow up. Right. They'll just see that one part. And, oh, the lacrosse team raped the girl. Bunch yeah. of assholes. They'll read they the headline. Yeah, they'll just read the headline and they'll go on to the next thing and forget yeah. about it in an hour because that's the society we live in, man. Yeah, and they'll be called the the, you know, and they got oh they got off because of their. You bring up this story. Their to white me. privilege or Five years something. from now, I'd be like, the lacrosse team, the one that raped that girl? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, Nick, you might want to relook at that. I think, I don't know if you you realize the damage that it does to this guy because, all right, we watch, um, um, I call it Sex Island, uh, the Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Okay. Did you hear anything about this? I, it got shut I, down the we, first day. We hadn't mentioned it when Jonah was okay. still on the show. Yeah, uh, way back. <laughs> so it's been a couple of years. But they had them on like later episodes, like in the interview thing, mm-hmm. and they were talking to them, and people were talking about this guy, and even the girl that was on the show mm-hmm. that supposedly he assaulted said, <clears throat> he did not assault me. Okay? We were both drunk, but... I chose to be with him. You know what I mean? Like, so they were going, but they were talking about, there were girls that were on the show that were saying, you know what the sad thing is, is if you Google his name, it comes up with like sexual assault, rape, uh, all this stuff. So this guy's life is going to be impacted by that. She didn't even claim it, but just because, so you wonder if these people not only recognize the damage they're doing to uh, women who are actually raped. Well, that's the biggest concern. Okay. To me. Yeah. That's sure. The... Yeah, they're, 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 they're affecting their ability to come forward because they they're... feel people will think they're lying. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're affecting them. Yeah. They're, they're crying wolf. Yeah. Okay. Not only that, but then this guy who, even when he's found, you know, had to spend five hours of a stressful time being, I mean, can you imagine being hauled in? Mm-hmm. You don't. You didn't. You did nothing wrong. You get picked up. You get hauled in, and you're sitting across the table from these detectives that are 100 percent sure you raped a girl, mm-hmm. and they start grilling you. You have to fight for your life, okay? Yeah. I mean, that's what that guy had to sit and probably do. Was probably scared to death. Probably so frustrated. It's. It's yeah. I imagine like we, we, we read the story because it's one paragraph. It was like yeah, you know. Things mm-hmm. happen, but you know when he was in that hot seat, he's like, "What? Oh my God, my whole life is now in shambles because right. it's he said versus she said." Thank God he had the evidence to back him up. Like I didn't do anything, you know. Right. 
It, that doesn't happen. But right. what if what if it didn't happen? And what if he had to go to court? And what if even though he was he went to court, you know, there was no DNA evidence or anything like that. that okay, was, it's it's so it's sad. He's yeah. and then he's found not guilty. He still he got the went stigma. to court. It's on the his stigma. Head. His family, the rapist, his friends, and all that. I mean, we call O.J. Simpson the murderer right now. He was found not guilty. Yeah, he did that shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's the it's and I I I rant and rave about our our soapbox did, society. Did you post the picture of Howard Cosell? With OJ and, and Bruce no, Jenner? Um, Who did that? That might have been Jeremy. That was, he's like, you're not going to believe what happens in 20 years. <laughs> he's got a picture. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, God, Howard Cosell. Bruce Jenner and OJ Simpson. Bruce Jenner and OJ Simpson, and they're just in a picture, and he's got the microphone in between them. Yeah, classic. <laughs> um, you know, the, the story is, is messed up. I think the crime, or at least the sentence fits the crime to a certain degree, but. I think know, I. I hate I people like her because it really does hurt real victims she, big time. Just like I see now, you, this might surprise you, but I think she should have got lighter. Yeah, I think it was a stupid move, but it was an impulse move, and she was drunk. Um, but yeah, it's tough, man. That's I hate to see people's lives ruined over. You know, like an impulse mistake. Um, if, if if somebody does jail time, mm-hmm. I think you're looking at years. Like if you lie and they do jail time. But um, in this situation, I mean, it's tough, man. You want to you want the girl you want the girl to learn her lesson, but at the same time, you don't want to ruin her life too. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I mean. Even that idiot that raped that girl behind the thing, you said life in prison. A lot of people want to mess with you. You get their idea. I, I got to, you know, I mean, I would hope that down the road, you know, unless someone's a complete fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I think like a normal person, you know, I think like someone who does not have the inclination to rape somebody. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever perceive myself killing anyone. You know, I watch these stories at night, and I'm like, really? All these people fucking kill their spouses and kill their this and kill... And I'm like, Jesus We, we talked about this you before, know? yeah. But it's, I, it's, it's tough for me to... Like, I, somebody compared rape. They said, like, uh, killing and rape. And he said, what's the difference? And he was like, killing while you're dead. If you rape somebody, you killed them, but they got to keep on living. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a little deep. And obviously, I'm not a rape victim, so I don't... Well, no, I can't... You, you can't say that, but you're also judging the emotional impact yeah. on everyone. This came from a rape victim, and, and I, I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? The stigma that is with you, especially well, if it's assault so bad. To, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, it's a horrible <clears throat> thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to yeah. make light of it. But you, you... Two white guys talking about rape. Yes. That's the name of this show. You, but you take that, <laughs> you take that situation and you, you... Oh, it's dark. One, you're you're judging the impact on every single person that was ever raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're also basically saying, no matter what, you will go on. You're miserable. Well, I know people that have raped were raped too, and they lead very happy lives. And yeah. occasionally, it comes up or something where they you hear that they were raped, and or they bring it up in a certain situation, and it's sad. And I know it's affected them, but they it's not like it hovers over them twenty four seven. 
I mean, you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But granted. So, yeah, granted. Murder is probably worse than rape. Rape is pretty fucking sick. Okay. I child molestation. I don't know how Fogel lives with himself. <laughs> you got it in. Mark the time. Giggity. <laughs> Goo. Well, speaking of women, you know what happened today, Luke? Something that's not happened. You got a sex change? No, not not me. That's that's next week's episode. Something um, that's not happened. What? It hasn't happened uh, in this country yet, and it just happened today. Allison had sex with you. And that's also pending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Saudi Arabia today, did you hear the news? No. It's breaking news. No. Today, women finally have the right to drive. In Saudi Arabia? In Saudi Arabia. Something that you and me would have never thought that's a thing. Oh, I knew that. Today, the women got the right to drive in Saudi Arabia. And, you know... Accidents I... went up 200%. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking layup. <laughs> Um, I, I always, um, you know, think about the things that people protest here and everything like that. And there's a legitimate protest everywhere. And we live in a country that's not perfect by any means, but uh, God damn it. Some days you got to feel like USA, USA, because this shit is just beyond comprehension that a government can tell women and it's a theocracy. It's a theocracy. I mean, Saudi Arabia, they say women can't drive. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take away the other things that they can't do because they still can't travel without a dude present. You mm -hmm. know, that's that's a thing still, you know. So it's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought you would like to know that, you know. You know what? The USA it's, can um, suck, but, uh, you well, know, we, yeah, we, we've, I, we've, we've, uh, we've come a long way. I listen to the people talk about this place like it's just this horrible place and i just like it's, shake my it's, head like it's not okay there's horrible elements but i i said this line to allison yesterday and i stand by it and i'm turning to a goddamn comic and i was like there's a lot of good in the world evil just has a better publicist hmm? and I've, i'm convinced in that. sure yeah hey, we've talked about this yeah he the the the, the the bad shit is more interesting it's much more interesting it's way it. more interesting so Granted, I just said USA is awesome. Uh, the big, the big story, if you want to call it a big story, Dude, has been God. the NFL, the mm. NBA, the uh, hockey league, the Pee Wee's football team, uh, the little league pony league. Uh, everyone's taking a knee now. Um, okay. <laughs> Trump's voicing his opinion. Uh, coaches are voicing their opinion. Players are voicing. This is so. Ted, Ted. Uh, is my brother-in-law, Ted Hendry. He comes mm. up to me. And he goes, uh, what do you think about the whole uh, taking a knee during the National Anthem uh, Trump thing? And for those of you who don't know what's going on, uh, ever since Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the National Anthem, it's become a movement. He, he did the original movement as a sign of solidarity uh, for people that felt they were being treated differently by police. Mm -hmm. It was... Basically, uh, if you want to compare it, and it's not a fair analogy, but if you want to compare it, it's a Rosa Parks moment. That's a lot of people calling it that. Um, no. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, uh, this is what I'm reading, no. okay? 
You, you don't have to say it's the same. <laughs> no. I have already disagreed that it's not the same. Oh, but, God. Um, I'm trying to give it somewhat of a, a reason. You know, how, you, you know how they had Woodstock? Yeah. And then <laughs> and Woodstock 99. years later, they had like three <laughs> Woodstocks in a row? Yeah, they're not the same. Not the same. Not the same. Um, so there's a bunch of players that still uh, – decided that they would also continue the legacy that Kaepernick put on, if you want to call it a legacy, whatever. Uh, and they kneel uh, during the national anthem. So Trump, President Trump, our fearless leader, is doing a stump speech in Alabama for um, a senator, uh, Mr. Strange, I believe his name is, and he's trying to get him reelected. And during his stump speech for the senator, he decides to call out the NFL mm. and the players mm-hmm. that kneel and he goes, if I'm trying to say it somewhat verbatim, if I was one of the uh, heads of the team, I would fire that son of a bitch for taking a knee and disrespecting the national anthem. Some somewhere, somewhere similar to that. Am I saying that right? I yeah, I guess. yeah, get the idea. <laughs> so this, of course, means Trump is calling out every NFL owner to therefore go after the players that are doing this. Mm. The NFL. I think, I'd love to be an NFL owner because I would rally everybody to say, yeah, let's do this. And then when they knelt and then fired the guys, I would get all their good players. <laughs> this, this whole thing is going to go into all kinds of stories. I hope you're, I hope you're ready for this fucking spider web of shit. So, um, Oh, trust me. I've been listening to this shit. It's, it's gone For everywhere. two, Dan Bernstein on who... Boards and Bernstein? Well, he, well he's not on Boards and Bernstein anymore. But Bernstein and Goff. Bernstein and Goff, Okay. Yeah. I don't know if anybody listens to this. This guy is the most condescending prick. Well, he's always been condescending. I mean, oh, he thinks he's fucking brilliant. You talk to people that call into Yeah, the show? if you don't agree with him, oh. he hangs up on you. He la- They were snickering at Joe Madden because Joe Madden said that he was a social liberal but more of a fiscal conservative. So they were snickering, like, I don't know what that is. So they freaking, like, attacked Joe Madden. Well, on is the it, ra- isn't Bernstein a, uh, I thought he was conservative. No, he's a fucking no, I, raving I, I, I fucking liberal. With, I don't know. I'm mixing him up with another. Jonah? <laughs> Jonah's a big conservative. <laughs> um, two days they've been talking about it. To the point that I have stopped listening to the score. It's been on ESPN, too. It's, it's No, 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 no. Well, not to this. He not to talks, this extent. Yeah. He talks about it. He's talked about it for two days, about how nobody understands. Like, anybody who calls in and says, I think it's wrong. Well, you don't get it, and he hangs up on them. And then talks about how well, he's— not, It's not a he, conversation. And they snicker and laugh at people that don't live in Chicago because we're not as enlightened. Mm-hmm. And all the institutional racism, and he just knows. And, every, and I'm listening, and I'm going, yeah, I know why they're doing it. Yeah, I know there's racism, but would you talk about fucking sports? <laughs> All right, I'll keep weaving the web then. <laughs> so Trump goes after the NFL players and the owners, mm-hmm. uh, which starts so many tweets from different NFL teams sure. and players and coaches, guys that have supported Trump. This is what this is what really kills me too. Some of the owners that supported Trump, they gave million, uh, at least a million dollars to his campaign in certain ways through super PACs, not because you can't donate that much money, but as 
mm. person, you can donate a million dollars to other things that can go towards his mm-hmm. campaign. So you had three owners, I think, that gave a million dollars to Trump, and now they think Trump's gone too far, which I find just absolutely hysterical. Like, oh, now now it's the one thing that uh, how yeah. dare you know? But yeah. beside the point. So a lot of the coaches are backing up their players and like, hey, you're going to do what you want to do. And so some players are now having solidarity with the players kneeling and they're locking arms and everyone's having mm-hmm. a big daisy chain of fucking jerking off each other. It's 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 getting silly mm-hmm. to the point where, okay, the Steelers did not go out in the field during mm-hmm. the national anthem. Mm-hmm. All right. Which, by the way, Bernstein rim- ripped the one Steeler that did, the Army Ranger. He was an ex-Army Ranger that did come out and he ripped him. Let's put it this way. Yeah. If you stand out there for the national anthem and you stand up and you put your hand on your heart, you take off your hat Mm -hmm. and you sing, you're awesome. If you kneel and you have a protest and you have a problem with the way things are going and you're using your particular platform on the biggest stage you can in in sports, you're awesome. I don't think either of them are awesome. No, I don't agree. I don't think either of them are awesome. I don't agree. I'm not giving you a pat on the back for fucking. No, I'm just saying I don't agree with them kneeling, but I like that version of a protest better than a bunch of assholes breaking up a Starbucks sure. with a bottle. Sure. Because you know what? An actor is going to use their platform because they have the opportunity to do so mm-hmm. on a big stage mm-hmm. because they have the audience. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have the audience, you do it. If anybody says to me on Facebook again, well, Shut up and play fucking sports. Shut up and fucking act. That's your job. I go to myself. I'm like, well, what's your job? What do you do? Do you sell pizza? Well, shut up and fucking make me a pizza. I don't care about your opinion either. My point is everyone should have a voice. If sure. you just happen to be a bigger person than other people right. based on your uh, celebrity status, you just get more voices, yeah. to, you, people to listen to you. That's the way it works. Become a celebrity yourself, then you'll get some voices too. So stop with the bullshit. Everyone should be able to speak, you, regardless if you like it or not. I don't like the fact that people are kneeling during the national anthem, mm-hmm. but I get it. I fucking get it. Sure, it's, it's not my it's not my fight, but I get it, and I, I you know support it to a certain degree. Here's what makes this the greatest country in the world: that they can do that. <laughs> we live in a country where people have a constitutional right. To burn that flag. Okay? I think they're idiots when they do. We've talked about this. Um, should be curb stomped, but hey, yeah. legally. <laughs> you have the constitutional right to say, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You have the constitutional right to say, I prefer this, or I rise up against this atrocity, or this uh, misfortune, or this whatever. Your country allows you to do that. Yeah. Okay. The flag is a symbol of that. Okay. It represents the principles that were formed to give you the ability to do that. Okay. I had a guy. This is a little side story, but there was a guy I went to high school with who was an absolute fucking beat off. Okay. He down the road, joined the Navy. He was in the Navy barely through basic training before he was accused of rape. Um, oh, you're really tying all this together. Yeah. All right. Put in the, <laughs> put in the brig for six months. Uh, they couldn't get the evidence, so they basically released him and discharged him. Okay. Um, I don't know if he did it or not. Okay. 
every time there's a military thing, he's all over with the military. I served. I put the that. I, I put. put time. I put. I put in basic training. Yeah, I put uh, that flag over my dead friends. No, you, you. He didn't even serve during the war. Okay, he didn't put his flag over a dead. That's, but he he likes attention. Right he loves wow. attention. He loves it. So he goes on, and he's always going on and on. It was with this flag thing came up. He he's on there, and he posted on this guy's thing who said he basically said, "I think that you know I would stand, but they have the right to kneel." He went, "You don't get it. You didn't serve, and if you didn't serve, you shouldn't." Da, 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 da. And I I jumped. I says, "Hey Scott, when did when did this flag represent just the military? Mm-hmm. Why why is this more your flag than it is my flag?" Yeah. I said, isn't it our flag? Isn't it everyone's flag? Doesn't it represent that it's not an army flag? It's not a marine flag. It's not a navy flag. It's the United States. It's not just your flag. Yeah. Okay. So you don't get, well, you don't get to decide how people live. You know what I mean? So, but the fact that you have that ability, you Colin Kaepernick's a fucking asshole. Okay. Colin Kaepernick called a bear player a nigger. On the field and got thrown out of the game. Cue the Ryan. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you say the word. Say the <laughs> word. Okay? It's a word. I'm quoting the guy. All right. He called it. So don't talk to me about how you're some freaking rights person. Because you're dropping N-bombs on national television. You're a piece of shit. Okay? He's a fucking jack off. So. We've had a whole. Co- we have a show named after him. So Yeah. Yeah. But the dude has the right to to do this. The reason you don't do it is because you're given that right. Because you need to look and go, God damn, I live in a pretty good country that I can can kneel down or I can stand up or I can burn this or I can stand and block the highway Mm. and no one is going to arrest me because I'm protesting. Because it's my voice, okay? And they can compare Kaepernick to Rosa Parks and all these things, you know, and all these people can do all these awesome things, and you, you don't get thrown in jail, okay? You don't – you go to North Korea, you get thrown in jail, you get executed. Yep. Okay? Go Former Soviet Union. Go to Saudi Arabia where women can't drive. Our current Soviet Union, when you think about it. Well, but I'm saying <laughs> – you live in a country where you can say Donald Trump is a fucking asshole. You can openly say this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You can't do that other places. And our you said our country is not perfect. But recognize. We have women drivers. Recognize that we live in a pretty good fucking country. Okay? <laughs> and if maybe the f- kneeling for the flag isn't the right thing, maybe there's another way to express yourself. It's... Maybe wear an armband. Maybe wear uh, something. I don't know. But there maybe there's another way that you, you can express yourself without upsetting, you know, give or take, half the country. Maybe there's another way you can express yourself without making certain members of the military feel like you don't respect the fact that they went to Iraq and fought or Afghanistan and fought or stormed the beach at Normandy or went to Vietnam. You know, it represented this country in a, to, in to a f- battle. Play devil's advocate just for this, the simple reason – and you could see because the kneeling during the national anthem is very impactful because you have everyone talking about it. Sure. Anything else, if they had a bake sale, nobody's going to come out to the bake sale. You know, see Kaepernick in the corner. You get the idea. They needed something big, and I don't know how kneeling during the national anthem became the biggest offense 
to the national anthem because if you remember the NFL uh, pre-show for years and years, you see clowns on the sideline during the national anthem slapping each other. I'm, you see that like four or five players singing along, and you got goofballs doing stuff. Nobody, sure. nobody's a dick, you know. But now you got a guy kneeling, and you get so much attention because well, of the reason he's doing it. Well, he gets attention because he's a jackoff. Yeah. Okay. If Kaepernick was a likable guy. This oh, probably wouldn't have he's, been blown. He's not on a team, right? He's not on a team. He, he will play again. Probably. I got a feeling. Probably. And, and you know what? But he sucks. If Michael Vick plays again. I'm so Kaepernick, sick of, you know, I'm so he didn't do anything so as bad as here. Vick. So. I'm, I'm so sick of hearing it's racist. Okay? Well, here. And this is this is the next like part 70 of the Like 70% of the league's black. I'll, I'll give you the spider They're web. not trying to keep a black guy out of the league. And this is, I actually called it racist today. And I'll tell you why. Because that's your job? Because you're a liberal? Yep. All right. So Trump asked owners to fire the players that took a knee owners took offense to this. Like, dude, what the fuck? I bitched about Donald Trump and the Charleston thing and the white nationalist. He said, there's bad people on both sides. And when he talked about the white nationalist, he said there were some good ones. These are his own words. (laughs) These are his own words. Were, this is did not he say me. the white nationalists were good? Or no, no, no. He say... He's like, there was, there was some good people on the other side. There were some good, fine people. You know, not all of those people protesting were bad people. Okay. He didn't specify there was good white nationalists, but let's be honest. And, and this is what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. Don't, uh, don't, don't be honest. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to get to C by yeah. just skipping B. Well, okay. Let's assume that let's assume. not everyone that marched was a white nationalist. If you're holding the Confederate flag, then you're, and you're a white nationalist. And you're, no, no, no. Okay, let's, let's, and somebody said, oh, you got some people that are just there because they're, you know, they're Southern pride. No, we went through this whole thing. And if you're marching next to a Nazi, I'm going to call you a Nazi, all right? You, 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 don't, you don't hang out with the, the if Nazi. I, and... If I went to this rally, okay, I heard there was this rally about the Robert E. Lee thing, mm-hmm. and a big group of Nazis showed up. Yeah. But I was there because I thought that the, the statue <laughs> should stay up for historical value. Yeah. Am I a white nationalist? Because you're there? Yeah, pick a different day. No, no. no. That's wrong. How, 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 am am I, su- how am I supposed to break you apart? How am I supposed to not pigeonhole you? Why do Nazis? you have to classify it? Why do you have to classify it? There are Nazis there. Yes. Yes. But you don't go, you're all Nazis because you're here. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Luke. So unless I showed up and protested against the Nazis, I'm a Nazi. No, no, so no. you are say saying that. what? No, I'm saying what Chris Breaker sta- said. If you're standing next to the Nazis with a sign that says "Just here to protest the statue," yeah, down, the people that are standing with in the, their group if is one thing. You're in a group saying our streets are we're taking them back. And yeah, that is those are the Nazis. But if you got, but I'm saying let's say I show a guy up. that says "Kill no. Jews, kill black." Did people. I say I was standing next to him? But I would probably step away from him and be like, "Hey." But let's say, but I'm saying there no, no, might, I'm not defending Trump because Trump can't, he can't form a thought without putting his foot in his mouth. The point I'm saying is not, if I walked up to that thing and I said, why, why Well, you there's care? a divide. Okay, there's why a, there's a certain you line. Down you have the statue. protesters on one side and you have the anti-protesters on the other side. All right? If you're on the side and there's a cluster, let's say 80% are Nazis, and you happen to be in the middle of that crowd, how am I supposed to say, oh, that's a good one, that's a good one? Oh, that's a Nazi, 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 Nazi. I Nazi. don't know. I didn't know it was your job to classify. I'm just saying, you're at that rally, pick a different rally. Because you know what? You're going to get called a Nazi. If your picture ends up on TV, how do I not think, oh, that guy's also a Nazi? Well, you How am you I supposed to separate? Find out. <laughs> I didn't know that you had to oh, like point out and label the corner, all Nazis. 
if you were marching next to guys with armbands with you twisted keep crosses ta- on them, you keep talking yeah. about me marching next to guys with armbands. That's arm what bands. they were doing. I'm not. I'm not. Those were the Nazis. <laughs> Jesus. But people were it holding wasn't signs. One, it wasn't like there was one Nazi and then everyone around him was just marching and therefore they were classified Nazis. They were Nazis. I'm talking yeah. about. You just walk into this. There were probably people that were there that oh, were no, just no. interested observers that went, holy shit, what's going on here? That's a lot different. If you're one of the guys chanting and shouting and you Then just you're have- a Nazi. <laughs> if you're chanting, listen, if you're so, chanting so Nazi who- slogans, you're a Nazi. So who were the good guys? When Trump said, oh, there were some good people among the protesters. I'm trying to ascertain who those people were. I don't, you're, but you're, you're going off Trump language, among. I don't know what among means. Is it with them? Is it standing over there? Is it people that weren't involved in the protests at all but were there to voice an opinion or watch what was going on? I don't know. Okay? I didn't watch it. The president of the United States took his position. To uh, basically, of course he, he did. Well, he took his position. We're going to rehash this. I know, but this goes into the whole kneeling thing. He took his position. You know why I called it racist? He took his position to basically say, hey, not everybody there was a bad guy. Okay? That's essentially what he said. So everyone's like, dude, I don't know why you can't just say, hey, we're bad people. You know? He decides that he would then in turn go harder after NFL people that take a knee. A nice protest. I'm going to explain something to you. Once All right, you're done. they took a knee. I'm explaining these, these people. I'm going to tell you why Trump. These people isn't were racist. violent. They had weapons, and they actually killed somebody. Granted, it was one dude, but he's part of the group, so I'm going to say they killed somebody. They were part of the protesters. They ended up killing somebody. The NFL players, who I do not agree with, about kneeling, they fucking took their position to kneel during the national anthem. Okay, a hang peaceful on. thing to do. Right. He calls them out. Says they okay. should be fired. Um. Okay. Hang on. All right. First off, how does that I'm gonna not go look back, I'm going to go back to a Nick quote from a long time ago. Okay. When I said that the Black Lives Matter protesters were rioters or whatever, and you said there's some fringe groups. Yep. But most of them are nonviolent. Yeah. Okay. I you stand just, by that. And you just said yeah. one guy killed somebody, therefore they all killed somebody. Yeah. I agree with that. Because if those protesters weren't you there, don't that see person, the hypocrisy in not that. in one way whatsoever you don't think that you're just you're telling me over here that a couple people don't represent the group but over here well, one Donald person Trump said that it's a couple people didn't represent I'm not talking about group. Donald Trump okay I'm talking I'm asking you All right. you said in when it came to the Black Lives Matter people a couple people don't represent the group and I said okay I can agree with that no over here one guy represents the group yeah in that particular scenario it does okay yeah. If you, I, want, if you want me to say it flat out, the hypocrisy is not there. Black Lives Matter is not Nazis. You've already confirmed that. I didn't say Black Lives Matters were Nazis. I'm saying you said that over last here. Show. Over here, you said one one person or a small group does not represent the whole. Over here, you said they do. And I just wanted to point out that that was what you're saying. One thing here. Over here, that is a, that is the definition of hypocrisy. No, and I'll tell you why. The white nationalists that were there, the Nazis there, were preaching killing. They were preaching hate. They wanted to fight. They brought weapons. They brought guns. They killed somebody. And I say they because this is the result that they wanted. The Black Lives Matter movement does a protest. Are they saying those things? 
Are they? No. Answer me that question. They go to a protest. I they said, burn, let's burn no, 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 this no, no, bitch no, no, down. No, 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 They said, let's no. burn this bitch down. You got one guy saying, let's burn this bitch down. You got like a, a hundred other people saying, we want equal rights, equal protection under oh, the man. law. And that is not hypocrisy in any way. So you have a fringe element of a movement in Black Lives Matter, and then you have the fringe. The Nazis are all the same. There's no good Nazis. You show me a good Nazi, somebody that just, you know, want to participate. Just here for the bake sale. Goebbels. <laughs> and so I think I've backed up my I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I would did. stand by this every day. I don't think you did because you, 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 you basically said that for some people the, the small doesn't represent the whole, but for others they do. Simply because you feel that Nazis are so bad that that's what they – they should all be lumped in together. The whole we're preaching those hate things. I mean, I don't understand why you don't understand that. If the whole is saying it, that's the group speech. The whole was saying, get in your car and run that guy over. No, they were preaching killing. All right? They were preaching hate. They were preaching separation. I don't know what else you want them to say. If you get a Black Lives Matter group and you posted something about uh, some guy said there should be reparations for slavery and everything, or white people should be slaves. I think you posted something like a couple of weeks back. It was like this ridiculous Black Lives Matter person. I don't remember. Yeah, but again, he's not the representative of Black Lives Matter. He's a guy who got posted on the internet on a right-wing website who basically is spouting all these ridiculous ideas, right. and then a hundred people read it, and they go, well, that's what they are. And okay. that's not correct. But you don't think that there's a portion of Black Lives Matter, and because I say a We've portion, because I don't know that how the let's amount. Let's say it's say, really higher than it used say to be. Yeah, ten percent. Say ten percent violent and hate white and people, and they should go to jail, and they should not be let out. You don't think yeah. that's a significant portion enough that that they're already labeled they a hate group? Represent okay, and Tifa's I already just, labeled I, a hate group. I think it's a hypocrisy. You don't. No, not not in this scenario gonna, that I've given. Let me go so. back and tell you why Donald Trump is not racist. <laughs> I well, I'm just I'm just trying to understand why how he, he says can, it for one thing and why, why why he goes after because you're assuming he has forethought. <laughs> but he doubles down on it. He he doesn't know. <laughs> why is this still new to you? Why do you think do you think he wakes up and thinks, "Hmm, Here's what I need to accomplish today. How am I going to do that? No. He's uh, like a toddler that is reacting. I'm actually laughing. But you, 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 you call him a racist. You actually have to have some sort of fucking internal monologue to be a racist. You have to actually form an opinion and go, I don't like that group. He doesn't freaking know. He's reacting in the moment to everything. That's which why is, which is a good crap. quality for a president. But do you, you guys haven't figured this out. I still listen to people complain about Trump. What are you trying to figure out about him? You know what he is. I, I think it's come to the point where finally, it's not all, but finally, the people that supported him are going... No, there's still people no. that support well, yeah, right, right. him. It's still high. It's still because high. we live in a country where people refuse to hear other people's views. I talked to you about Bernstein. He hangs up on people. Anybody that disagrees with him, he hangs up on them and then mocks them and call and like belittles them. I got a prediction. But 
You live in a country where probably 80% of the country absolutely refuses to hear the other side. And they, they la, 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 and put their fingers in their ears. And no matter what their guy says on their side, he could be the biggest idiot on the planet. And they will absolutely refuse to listen to the other side. Which is trailing into my prediction. I got a prediction. If Donald Trump, and this is a big if, if, if Mueller, 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 can't even pronounce his name, and... <laughs> He's subpoenaed people. He's found private emails now from all of his inner circle. The, the shit that Hillary was uh, screwed over for, for her private email accounts and private servers. Six of Donald Trump's internal circles since they took the White House all had private emails concerning things that weren't in uh, government knowledge. I mean, the, the shit's coming down. And if it does they, come down, it's, it's going to be fast. But I don't think it's going to happen for another few months. But I will say this. If it bears no fruit. If they can't find substantial evidence on Trump for doing anything from collusion to lying, he's going to get reelected. He's not going to get reelected. He's not even going to get the Republican nomination. That is my prediction. I think if Trump does not Trump's not going to get taken down from the emails because he doesn't have classified emails. That was the big thing about Hillary. She was Secretary of State, dude. Well, this is coming from his inner circle since he's been president. Manafort had a private email account. Bannon had a private email account. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, but this is oh, sec- his son-in-law. This uh, is uh, Secretary of State. That's a big deal. But these are all the people in his inner circle. Who cares a shit? Well, uh, that's, I mean, you're that's talking huge. Sec- Secretary of State is the biggest deal. Well, because that is, that is like foreign None of these fucking... people are supposed to have private email accounts. Well, they're all jack-offs. But there are six people now that have come, that's found out, and this, of course, is a... Uh, Press secretary, Sarah Huckabee, whatever her name is, she said, oh, as, as far as my knowledge is, is known, they all have government emails. I'm like, well, all this shit's going to come down. But if they can't find proof, I think the country is what so happened angry. To, nothing happened to Hillary. Huh? Nothing happened to Hillary. Because she, there was nothing there. I mean, she, she, if anything, Hillary's guilty of being stupid. It was not nothing there. She had fucking, she deleted Yep. Shit tons of stuff. She deleted stuff. That's what these guys are doing now. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying nothing happened to her. Nothing yeah. happened to because her. Because if they can't recover the emails, they don't know what they're saying. They so, can recover the emails. She, she fucking had a lot of classified emails. Uh, nothing apparently to, well, at least what was left. Nothing that they retrieved to got her. But you say something happened to Hillary. Nothing happened yeah. to Hillary. Nothing's going to happen to her. I mean, they keep saying lock her up. I don't know why. She's done. She wrote a book, and apparently it's everybody else's fault except for hers. Right. Of but, course. <laughs> Because she's so likable. Luke, I believe it's your fault. Uh, she's so likable. It is my fault. She was the most unlikable presidential candidate. And you, this includes Trump. Do you like my prediction? He's not going to get real. You don't think so? No. I don't, I'd be actually surprised if he ran again. Wow, that's a good prediction, too. If he just says, you know, I fulfilled all the obligations I had in four Dude, years. He, he I don't need fucking, another. He was shocked he got elected. You think he wants to be president now? Do you think he gives a fuck? He fuck. He fuck. She's... I, he doesn't want to deal with this crap. I think the narcissism inside him will refuse to let him bow out. I think he wants nah, to be remembered like to as step the greatest away and say, president, I was president of all time. I don't know, dude. I, don't. I, 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 think, I think you see this, this shit with the NFL and all this hate and this brew. I think it's going to keep this turmoil going in the United States where the Democrats will not put up a good candidate. They'll find some fuck toy that will mm. not be successful and Trump will squeak through just enough again to nah, make me go I'd like wow. to see someone like Kazich get up there. 
<laughs> I was like, wow, if only we could get the the wisdom of one George W. Bush back from the Republican Party because my God, you look you look back at Bush as a as he a looks whole. quaint now. <laughs> well, Bush is a likable guy, dude. But I thought you he was look, one of the worst presidents of all time. You look back at and him, he's quaint now. You look like, you look back at him as presidency as a whole, and it wasn't the greatest presidency ever. But the dude accomplished a lot that didn't get put to the forefront until after I, he was gone. I said this to you way before Trump ever even like announced his candidacy. And I said, you know, one of the things I really disliked about Bush was the fact that at one point he said, bring him on. Like, how unclassy is that? <laughs> how unclassy was it for a sitting president to be like, bring it on? I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Now we got an asshole calling yeah. a, a dictator of another country rocket man, egging him on to throw one of his nuclear missiles into one of our allies, yeah. saying that, oh, they should be more prepared. I'm like, this it is blowing my mind, the world we live in today. I, bring it on, to me, was a highly offensible statement. Yeah, yeah. Now it looks... No, oh. Bush was... I. There were things that Bush did bring that it were on. very stupid. Um <laughs> I think he gets blamed for a lot of shit that did not he does not deserve to get bl- there's still people that blame Bush for the financial collapse that don't have the the, the that are so up. nearsighted they can't see past the sitting president that it occurred under like that's how that's how an economy the size of our country's works it just collapses one day for no reason nothing led up to it you know they, they, the people that be, there's still people you, that believe. Did you ever that. see The Big Short? Yes, I did. Good flick. Yeah, very good. Good flick. I mean, that I I suggest everybody watch The Big Short and see how it took over three decades to basically destroy the housing market, and that shit was going to happen sooner or later. So I mean, that was a very good movie. Um, another good movie, and I'm going to look it up so that I can get the name right. And I've mentioned it before. Um. <laughs> Matt Damon is the... Uh, oh, it's called Birth of a Nation. It, Luke <laughs> enjoys the <laughs> heroes of the story. <laughs> the clan. Um, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll find out on the next episode. No, oh. just don't edit this out because right. it's important. Um, so I was... Uh, while you're looking for that, I was tricked going to funner news. No more of this bullshit about politics. Uh, last episode, we talked about uh, a bunch of series trying to make a revival, and one of them was The Office. Right. And a story broke right around the beginning of September, like right after we had talked, that The Office was coming back, not with a new series, but with three made-for-TV movies, which I thought would have been kind of cool. And it was just basically a documentary series, Where Are They Now?, and there would be three episodes, probably like an hour long each. One uh-huh. would go to Steve Carell and where he was with his kids. The next one would follow Jim and Pam where they were. And the other one would follow Dwight. Okay. And it was just it was like kind of three special episodes. And I was like, that's kind of neat. You know, I would watch that. It's one shots. Could be really funny. You could have other cast members come in real quick. And it doesn't really ruin the legacy of the show that came before it. Inside job. Inside job. Matt Damon, look it up. Yeah, it uh, it basically breaks down the meltdown in 2008 and what led up to it. It's interesting. So this gets tweeted by everybody, the office thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was going to call you up. I'm like, yeah, it looks like the office is coming back, but not in either of the ways I presented to you with a new cast or taking the old cast and continuing the series. Complete hoax. Went through everything. And I saw a bunch of people share it, too, online. And uh, I think Aaron even got like excited the fact that it was coming back. Yeah. 100% fake. Not produced by NBC whatsoever. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right, because they would never do anything like that. You don't like the idea? Just the like one series special episode or something no, like interesting. that? that's interesting. I think enough. it's idiotic they're bringing Will and Grace back. <laughs> that's already started, I think. I, well, I thought of all the shows that would have come back. Um, Roseanne. I don't understand that one. I liked Roseanne. And I they didn't they decide it was like all a dream or something? Well, that was the last. It was so terrible. The last season of that show was 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 mind meltingly bad. But uh, the early seasons are pretty funny. But I don't think that show has any kind of legacy to bring back. I mean, there wasn't a bunch of people demanding for a re- reunion of Roseanne. So Rodney like listed off after he heard our episode like twenty more spinoff shows. Like, oh, what about this, 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 this? And I'm like, God damn, dude. You really put us to shame. And, I, of course, I can't remember any of them right now. So, oh, well. I'm going to turn Rodney's cable off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I got nothing else for the show. We've been babbling a lot. Um, man, there's a lot of things that have been going on. I'll try to save them for the next episode. But uh, hopefully we Did get anybody ever vote on our, uh, our uh, sports comparisons on that? Um, podcast wall that I opted out I, of two I, years ago. I do not remember. I don't believe so. And if it did, it happened like four weeks ago. <laughs> We're sorry. We'll record more. Um, we just got to get back in the groove of things. Life uh, it gets in the way sometimes. But um, Jonah will eventually be back on in our 200th episode sooner or later. Uh, we'll have him on as a guest. Yeah. All right. Listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Something Gate the Badge Dialogues. Hooking up, man, woman movie, and did I miss anybody? Oh yeah, Dash yeah, Drunk. Next special episode: the hypocrisy of one. The hypocrisy of one, starring Nick Prohl, <laughs> <laughs> debuting this fall. Uh, for Luke, uh, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later.